Are you ugly? Do you have a face that only a mother can love? Not looking at them for any reason. We're going to talk about <laughs> everything that the Bible has to say about beauty today. And for our Bad Doctor of the Week, we have a special cooking edition oh, nice. that you all get to hear. So, all that and more today on the Digging Deeper podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Digging Deeper podcast, where our goal is to uh, dig a little bit deeper into that week's sermon, so that way we might dig it a little bit deeper into our hearts. My name is Chris Brown, I'm the associate pastor here, and I have two very special guests uh, with us. I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Roxanne Poe. What do you do what, here? What, what do you do? <laughs> I sing. Oh my word. I'm the worship minister. Mm -hmm. I'm Wendy Wilson, and I am the church office manager. And? And ladies minister. Okay. And? Okay. Whatever (laughs) else you want to throw at me. And she makes the bulletins, so (laughs) if anything's wrong on there, you can just blame her. (laughs) In coordination with Chris Brown, though. Yes. And (laughs) I'm not going to claim that, though. (laughs) And after a long hiatus... We welcome back Mr. Judah Sanderford on sound. Hey, everybody. You know, actually, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were like, when is Judah coming back? (laughs) They were like very, they were very interested in you coming back. And so you've got fans. Oh, Judah. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Okay. You're probably wondering what prompted me to invite these ladies on. Um, And that's because Jacob is out of town on vacation. And I asked everyone I knew, and everyone said no. I and figured that was the scenario because. So, at, what was it, nine o'clock last night? It was. Yeah. <laughs> I messaged Roxanne and Wendy to see if they would um, be interested in, in filling in today. So, so there you go. You've got Roxanne and Wendy. Uh, this may be the most productive Digging Deeper or the least productive. We'll find out together. It's going to be awesome. Today. I feel like it's Chris's worst nightmare. It is. It is. Yeah. So, and the, oh, before I forget, I always forget this. If you're watching, go ahead, subscribe, like, comment, share, do all those things. What that does is that tells the algorithm that you like this content and that you want to see more of it. So when we post it, you'll see more. You'll see more of. No, we'll see after no, today. No, no, more of Chris. I mean Chris. <laughs> yeah. And Judah. And Judah. And Judah. Yes. Um, so uh, today uh, should be fun. This actually is probably a, a worthwhile one to have you ladies on because Sunday's uh, sermon was about beauty. Beauty. Right? Oh, I thought you were going to say because you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like you were. I, know, I thought that's that where he was going to go. <laughs> no, uh, I know better than that. <laughs> He's married. He's not dumb. Yeah, I'm not dumb. Yeah, so uh, Lee was back today. Pastor Lee was back in the pulpit today from the Philippines, and he had um, lots of fun pictures to share, and uh, he titled the sermon Beautiful, and is basically just talking about, okay, what does God see as beautiful uh, versus what does the world see as beautiful? And so just to to overview um, the points in it, the first point is God is beautiful. Second point is God sees beauty on another scale. And the third point is we choose to be beautiful, which sounds like a very, like, woman uh, thing. <laughs> kind of female type yeah. mentality. It's like, do you write that on y'all's windows? Yes. We or, or your mirror? We choose. <laughs> Today I choose to be beautiful. <laughs> it depends on how early or late I get up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll talk all about that when we get to it. But... <laughs> You know, uh, oh, you know, man, I forgot to to go grab. Okay, can y'all can y'all just riff on beauty for a second? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay I'm gonna be right back. Y'all talk about beauty and, and what y'all think about this. Okay. okay. You plan right. this, dude. No, you? no, y'all got to do it. <laughs> Wendy. Okay, let's talk about beauty. <laughs> so. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Was anything worthwhile? No, no there's absolutely okay. nothing. Okay. There's like beauty, beauty, beauty. 
We may cut that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I had to go grab this because Lee's opening illustration that he was talking about was his Bible from whenever he was uh, younger, the first Bible he had ever bought. <sighs> Sorry, I ran. Yes. <laughs> <All you're laughs> like, He's worried. He was yeah. really scared. <laughs> I'm just very moved. Um, okay. Uh, he talked about his first Bible that, that he himself bought uh, for ministry, and I have one of those, too. Look at you. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, if you didn't see so he had this Bible they bought probably when he was in high school, I think is when he said yeah. it. Or, yeah. And um, uh, used that Bible all through his first pastorate, um, uh, ministry work, all that different stuff, and it was very precious to him and beautiful to him. <laughs> Not because um, the way it looked, because I, the Bible was actually falling apart and he had to get mm-hmm. rebound, uh, but because of how he's seen God work through it and all those different things. I've got my own Bible right here that uh, was very similar. This is the first Bible I bought uh, when I really got into studying uh, the Bible. And as you can see, it's like falling oh, wow. apart on me a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. You can probably see there. It's all taped have, up. I was going to say, you have duct tape or electrical tape <laughs> yeah. or something going on. Yeah, I've got gaff tape on here um, to keep the binding together. It probably needs on the bottom, too. Um, it's got some different stuff on it. It's got all my, uh, I don't know if y'all can see this, especially if you're uh, you're just listening. It's got all my conspiracy theory notes. Oh, on there. it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Are we auctioning this off or, yeah. or something? Uh, I'll let y'all see it in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it basically looks like I'm in the Da Vinci Code. Um <laughs> on this Bible. <laughs> but it's one of those things that, um, uh, yeah, it, actually I retired this Bible and stopped using it because it was getting so worn out, uh, I didn't want it to completely fall apart on me. And so um, I got uh, a different one to use, but very similar thing. Like, I really love this Bible, and uh, I hope this Bible never loses me. I wish we could have seen past You should Lee's, get it rebound. Like before. But I kind of like that falling apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see his before pictures. You have the, the Bible. before yeah. and after. I, like I bet that. he has some. I don't know if I ever saw that Bible beforehand. I, I um, haven't. Yeah. That'd be cool, though. That would be cool. But y'all have something similar, maybe Bible, maybe something else, that has like a lot of like sentimental value to you. Not a whole lot of value to everyone else, but to you, it's very beautiful. My Bible. It's falling apart, too, so... Yeah. You don't have it with you. <clears throat> I don't. I mean, you should I, run. I should. <laughs> Here, hang on. You give me a minute yeah, or two. Yeah. yeah, mine's at the house. It's the same yeah. thing. But it's funny because I have since then, because I, okay, so my first Bible that I really studied out of was King James only version because right. that's mm-hmm. the culture I grew up in. And um, so I still have it. Have you promoted but to it new is, King James version? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm... Some people would say heretic because I look at all different kinds mm-hmm. of versions now, and I really appreciate it mm-hmm. to be able to better understand the verse in context. And the different choices of yes. translation. And choices like that. of translation. So I have multiple Bibles now. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times I still find myself getting on the, my phone and then also looking up other translations. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, cool. Yeah. So, um, so in the same way, as Pastor Lee was saying, that... Uh, his Bible isn't, he doesn't find it beautiful because of the way it looks, but beautiful because of the intrinsic value to it and, and how God has used it. Very similar today to our, uh, our points today. Um, so first, before we get into that, his first point is God is beautiful. So he brought up an interesting point. Well, for, first, let, let's read the passage that he uh, used. So uh, Psalm 27, 4, he says this, uh, David. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So, uh, David is overtly saying there, God is beautiful and that he has a beauty to him. But the Bible also says that God is invisible. God has no form aside from you know Jesus becoming incarnate. So, how can there be an invisible, formless God who is also beautiful? thoughts well i mean we're created in his image right mm-hmm. and so other humans are beautiful but also his creation like mm-hmm. everything he created there's a part of him in that because he created it and it's absolutely beautiful but also when you're in his presence 
that's beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, so so what you're saying is like uh, like the outflow of who God is is what makes him beautiful. Yes, so we're saying be it his creation or um, how he treats and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Um, which kind of sets the the tone for the entire way that God sees beauty. God Himself is formless, invisible, and yet is beautiful. Meaning that our beauty doesn't come from form or any external thing. It comes from the inward and the ex. Uh, the outflow of what's going on inward. Um, he, he brought up a, a point uh, that that God is beautiful. The Bible defines God as beautiful, yet the world doesn't call God beautiful. The world calls God ugly because he's not, um, you know, accepting or, or whatever and not, you know, towing the, the agenda of the culture. Um, y'all have any thoughts on that of, you know, why, why does the world see God as ugly? <laughs> Go ahead, Roxanne. No, no. no. He, um, well, because it's not, like you said, it's not following. His scripture and his character doesn't always follow their agenda. Mm-hmm. And what they're wanting is not just, I don't know, not just acceptance of, okay, this is who I am, but you also have to... Um, can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Like affirm. Yes, they want yeah. affirmation. So it's not enough to say, you know, you're living in sin and you're choosing sin, but I love you. Mm-hmm. That's not acceptable. It has to be you're not what you're choosing to do for you is okay and I love it. Yeah. So, so essentially, what you're saying saying is that that the world will only define something as beautiful if it agrees and affirms what it's saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then whenever it doesn't do that, then it's not beautiful anymore. Maybe like exactly. spouses. Is that the thing? Do, do y'all call your spouses <laughs> ugly wow. whenever they don't agree with you? <laughs> That's a Bo, Mike, if, they're wa- if you're watching. No, Bo's I'm evil. on your side. Uh, <laughs> Um, you, you brought up earlier, uh, the idea of like, we're made in the image of God. And that's like a really interesting thing is that, that God is beautiful in himself and we're made in the image of God. So, uh, there's a beauty within us. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like, would you say that? Um, but it's really interesting because the beauty that, uh, that we're pulling from God isn't the external thing that, you know, the world really, you know, revolves around. It's more of the internal heart issue. And so, and we're, we're going to kind of get into the point two here on that, but uh, it, Lee pointed out, God sees beauty on another scale. And so, whenever we're made in the image of God, we're beautiful, but not because of any external factor, but because of internal things and, and where the heart is on that. And he brought up um, the, the Pharisees when Jesus was talking to them, which is one of my favorite scriptures uh, here, because he just lays into the Pharisees. Um, I'll read, this is Matthew 23, 27. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Have y'all spent a lot of time in funeral homes? Well, wow, um, that's um, yes, actually. It's a yeah, little, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, <clears throat> so we, you know, we, we do funerals a lot here at the church, and and there's two things that that you see on like an open casket funeral. One, you've got a nice casket laying out, and then two, uh, the what, what do they call the people that work at the funeral home? Uh, the, the people that prepare the body. Do you know what they're oh, called? Oh, they're um. Oh my goodness! How did, did my brain just that? What did you get? Um, they're mortician. I don't remember. Yes, Mor- mortician. Yeah, mortician. Yes. I was like, I'm no. literally like, I was funeral like, home worker. First, first yes. thing, first thing I thought was mortician. I'm like, no, no, it's close. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So you got you got this like nice casket, and then you got the mortician who um, prepares the body mm-hmm. and does all the makeup because once the body dies, like it it degrades pretty quickly, right? right. And so even within even at the the funerals a week later, that body 
is already starting to decay even mm -hmm. at their best efforts to preserve it. So, you know, the guy comes in and does a lot of makeup, um, a lot of like work to get the body to be presentable as alive. Yet mm -hmm. the body's not. Um, I think that's like a good representation of what Jesus is saying here uh, with the uh, with the Pharisees. And, you know, a similar thing, he says, like, you're like whitewashed tombs. And so he's talking about, you know, the tombs that they would bury bodies in or, or put bodies in. Um, and on the outside, whitewashed tombs look really nice, but on the inside, just full of decay mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so do y'all got any thoughts on that? For me, it's kind of like uh, sparkles, glitter. Yeah, yeah okay, about so. how it looks <clears throat> nice on the outside, okay. but in reality, <laughs> yeah. it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no, no, it's like stuff, stuff that's shiny that makes my eyes happy. But does it really make your heart happy? You know? No. Oh. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make Chris's heart happy. It does not. It doesn't. <laughs> I I can't stand glitter and Roxanne loves glitter. And uh it just it stays forever. Uh, it does, it does. It does. And it's so shiny. <laughs> Look at the difference. You're like yeah. it stays forever. It, can't, like, oh, it does. It doesn't matter how much you try to clean it up. It will always be there, but it, nagging at you. I think of it as like reflecting God's glory. Oh, Roxanne, you're like a whitewashed tomb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyways, sorry. Continue. So it, it's like Girl, I, you know, I already lost my train of thought. So no. it's like glitter, sparkles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do it anything. Doesn't, yeah, on the inside, uh, make on your the heart Because you, I mean, just like. Like I'm married, you're married, mm -hmm. you're married. Yeah, mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, <laughs> after this, we'll see. <laughs> but you know, you the way you see your husband, you know, you love him and all the flaws and everything else. You accept him. Um, but there could be someone else who sees him and is like, no, I could never live with somebody like that. You know. Um, mm -hmm. But you see the you see the beauty in it, and it's. I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like God. Um, well, like Pastor Lee said, you know, like with the the ugly babies and the pretty babies, you know, God yeah. Is like, so, so y'all have kids. Y'all are now. You have grandkids. You are about to have a grandkid. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. She's excited. Um, I have uh, two children. Um, so we've we've all seen a lot of babies. Mm -hmm. Now, mine don't apply to this because mine <laughs> really are. That's what I the said earlier. I was babies. Like, he talked about uh, you know moms and ugly babies. I was like, but mine really were beautiful. Yeah, so. mine my babies really were the prettiest <laughs> babies ever to be born, ever in um, all the land ever. And I'm sure that's probably the case with y'all's too. Yes, um, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, but there are some babies out there that look like little aliens, yeah. right? Yeah. Have y'all seen those babies? Um, I've seen a few. Or they look like uh, like Benjamin Button. Like <laughs> they look like a like a like an eighty year old man <laughs> just came. <laughs> um, but but what does that mom say? That mom thinks that's beautiful the most baby. beautiful baby she's ever seen, and that's what he was kind of getting at uh, that, that you were saying when Pastor Lee talked about this that that mothers <clears throat> don't view the beauty of their child through the lens of like worldly beauty. They view the, their, the love of their child, sorry, the beauty of their child through a lens of love and that mm -hmm. you're not looking at, at external beauty at that point. You're looking at internal beauty. Um, and so I'm, I imagine y'all, y'all agree with that. Right. Uh, well, I mean, so. like the external beauty, you know, worldly external beauty, that's going to fade. And so the love fades with it, you know, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, obviously super sad um but i think the eternal love the eternal beauty that um god he talks about it being on a different level god's love and mm -hmm. and his beauty and the way he sees us and everything's on a different level you know obviously god is on a different level um and i also think that for us to be beautiful to god um we have to start loving on a different level you know, mm -hmm. start looking mm -hmm. at the inside and start loving people, you know, on a different level in order. Uh, and then and then in return, then our beauty, you know, is on a different level. From yeah. God's eyes. Yeah. So so what you're saying is God sees beauty on a different level than we do. And in following God and living out God, we should also view 
beauty on a different level. Right, right. Yeah. So, so tying that back in with the Pharisees, um, so he was saying that that y'all are like whitewashed tombs. You look really great on the outside, but on the inside, you're you're dead and and broken. Um, so for them, how they viewed their own beauty was how does everything look on the outside, um, which was probably twofolded for them. Like like one, they probably did place a a significance on like like physical like beauty and like the garbs and all that. But on the other side of that was very much like a uh, like a like a look good behavior wise. Like they very much followed mm-hmm. the law to like a a, a crazy extent. Um, and they thought that following the law is what made them uh, beautiful. And so not only was that a heart issue in themselves of like they think that they're in a right relationship with God because they're doing all the right things, you know, quote, unquote, going to church, reading their Bible, so on and so forth. Um, so that that's a bad enough situation in itself that they think that they're in a right, like, right relationship with God because of those things. But that also, as, as you were kind of getting at, is how – how you view your relationship with God is also going to bleed into how you view your relationship with others. So for them, because they thought that they were beautiful because of the external things that they were doing, they now judged that same criteria to everyone else around Mm -hmm. them. And if y'all aren't doing these things, y'all aren't beautiful and y'all are ugly. Um, And so kind of like what you were saying is we need to flip that whole script around of, one, our relationship with God and our beauty to God isn't determined by how many good things we can do, right? Mm-hmm. It's determined by our heart uh, and trusting Him and placing our faith in Him. And then that also changes how we view each other in the sense of, like, my love for um, another person and how I view them beauty-wise isn't determined on these external factors, their behavior and things like that, but rather on their heart right. for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the amazing um, thing mm-hmm. too is if if you're focused on heart transformation, the automatic outflow is gonna be you're gonna see more character. You're gonna see the character of God and seeing instead of seeing the character of yourself, right? As opposed to okay, I've got these set of rules, these mm-hmm. laws, and I'm checking the boxes and I'm doing all these things. So look at me, I'm holy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, if if your heart isn't changed then even these things that you're doing that look good, there's still a falsehood to it because it's not a heart-transformed act for God. Yeah, and that's where Lou was getting at um, on on the kind of two levels. One, there's like, you know, the physical level of like um, our physical appearance and then the other is like our spiritual appearance. And on both of those, um, Lee was kind of getting at we spend so much time and energy and money and, and resources on trying to increase those things. Um, so it's like you're trying to like make yourself look better by you know the clothes or, or the makeup or the hair or the whatever it is. Um, and all that's effectively a, a waste of time in terms of how God views you because God doesn't care. Like, and that, that's the great thing. So um, the, there's been times that, that people say, or I've heard say in like the dating scene, um, it's like okay, this girl over here is. Um, uh, they, they would say this all the time at the porch, this young adult uh, gathering in uh, Dallas. Uh, they would say, okay, th- there's this girl over here, loves God, chasing after God. She's amazing. Uh, her personality's great. We get along, but I don't find her attractive. What should I do? And and the answer was, you need to find beautiful what God finds beautiful. And if if you have this girl who who um, loves God and is chasing after God and, and all these great qualities and attributes, but you, you're not attracted to her physical appearance, then maybe you're focusing on the wrong things here. Um, now, it's not to throw out <clears throat> physical appearance and all that, but, but it's just one of those things of like, it's really easy to get our priorities out of whack and start focusing on the external rather than the internal. Um, well, that's also the, you know, the beauty of God is the fact that he sees us um, through his God lens, which is um, he sees our hearts mm-hmm. and he, he sees the person that we are inside. And uh, we don't see that whenever we see somebody walk down the street, we don't see their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to get to know them. and um, it, But God seeing us and who we are and where we are and still loving us in spite of yeah. all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's like whenever 
You know, when you were kids and you go to the library or a book sale, what did they tell you? Don't judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I still judge books by its cover. <laughs> I do too. I'm like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> You're like picking out Bibles. You're like, this one's ugly. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. So overall, it's it's basically like on on two levels. One, don't don't put so much time and resources and focus on trying to make the outside of your life, whether it be physical or spiritual, um, look pretty to the detriment of your internal beauty, right? And all those things. Here's a fun fact for you. Um, so so a lot of this was kind of like revolved around God doesn't see, or, or God doesn't judge beauty based on the outside, but on the inside. One of the first um, notes I've ever taken in my Bible, not this Bible, it was a Bible before it, um, was in, I think it's Revelation 2. So, so y'all know the, the throne uh, and everyone's gathered around them and they're describing the angels. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Okay, do, do y'all know how they describe the angels? Off the top of your head. Do you, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Like multiple eyes. Yeah, like all, all kinds of like all craziness. Eyes. Like yes. scary. Yes, all these <laughs> eyes, all these things. So uh, I'm going to say this, I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, I was like in seventh grade, so so keep that in mind. So I read this passage and I wrote a little note out next next to it in my Bible, and I said, "Look at these angels; they are ugly. They've got they they've they've got all these eyes and and whatnot, and and man, they're still finding a way to worship God." Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, because there's memes that like have mm-hmm. this is y'all think angels look like this. Oh yes, <laughs> this yeah, is right. what they actually yeah. look like. So that was one of the first notes I've ever taken in my that's Bible. Amazing. Uh, oh my gosh. As a uh, as a seventh grader who was very consumed <laughs> with looks, that look gave me those oh. angels. Yeah. That gave me great hope that, man, if even the angels who are ugly can worship God through this, then surely I can. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. Okay. You're like, (laughs) All right. Let's keep going. You don't have any more notes you want to tell us about? Uh, No, no. That's the only one about that. I liked that fun fact. That fun fact. You get a little peek behind the curtain. All right, we got to hurry up so we can get to a staff meeting. Um, okay, so so those are the first two points. God is beautiful, and God sees beauty on another scale. And the third point, which gets to our main passage uh, for today, is that we choose to be beautiful. So God is beautiful. God sees beauty on another scale, and we choose to be beautiful, which before we even get going, um, very much kind of uh, contradicts like the – the traditional standard of beauty, right? right. It's, like, it's like you got it or you don't got it, or you got to like, like really like do all these external things to get. Um, and this is like, like, no, in terms of how God sees beauty, you have a choice on whether you are beautiful or not. Uh, and he goes to Mark 14, 6 uh, in this. And I can read that passage. It says, this is uh, with Mary. Uh, is this the one where Martha's in it too? Martha's out doing something or is that a different one? I think that might I be a different one. Um, anyways, this is Mary with Jesus um, pr- pretty soon before uh, he goes to the cross. Or yeah, So it says this, uh, Mark 14, 6. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you always have with you. Oh, wait, I'm skipping a piece. No, no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. Now, let's provide a little bit of context to what's going on because this is kind of coming into the middle of the story. So you got Mary who came to Jesus and poured out uh, her perfume um, on his feet. And Judas comes up and uh, along with some of the other disciples and was basically like, what are you doing? We can take that perfume, sell it, and give it to the poor. And this was Jesus' response. Leave her alone while you bother me. She has done a beautiful thing. Uh, Now there's a few uh, interesting things to point out here. Did did y'all hear... um, what Lee said that the cost of that perfume was yeah, a year's wage, yeah. a year's wage. Um, uh, what, what was the average wage in America? It was like 40,000 or something like that. So imagine taking a $40,000 perfume. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine spending $5 on perfume. Uh, <laughs> oh my 
But I'm <laughs> oh, <laughs> big spender. <laughs> what have you been buying, Randy? <laughs> You're like, that's why I, I smell this way. Um, uh, so a $40,000 bottle of perfume and then just take it and dumping it out on Jesus. I can actually see the cheapskate that I am. I can see where Judas was coming it's from like, here. like, hang on a second. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah are, are y'all cheapskates? Are y'all like, like buy the book, like find the I'm cheapest not. thing? Okay. Yeah. Out of... Oh, and I, I am. You're the cheapskate, yeah. 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 Judah, are you a cheapskate or are you just free spirit spender? Very cheapskate. Very cheapskate, okay. <laughs> I'm the only free spender. <laughs> yeah. So let's recreate the situation. <laughs> Roxanne spends $40,000 on a perfume and then just dumps it out. <laughs> On Lee's feet. Oh <laughs> I'm just and the three of us are all like, whoa, what are you whoa. doing? What are you, and Lee stops us. And he's like, she's done a beautiful thing. <laughs> Listen, he talked about his feet. I'm not sure. Did he talk about his feet? Oh, oh yes. yeah. He brought he up scripture talking about how his feet, the, our feet, uh-huh. that bring the good news. Yeah. That bring the good news. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I and, that. and literally, oh, yeah. And he described his face. <laughs> I know, I know, it's but it stuff. made me think because, like, I know I grew up, and it's like, yeah, no, feet aren't pretty. Doesn't matter what you do to them; they're not mm-hmm. pretty. I and, agree. And and I've seen some feet that kind of look like talons. I've seen and two so, feet at least. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, feet aren't pretty, but in God's eyes, they are. Especially when they're anointed with forty thousand right. dollars perfume. Anyways. <laughs> So Roxanne pours out the forty thousand dollars perfume. I could see myself being Judas in this it. moment, Wait, coming I just up and saying, "About something." That's is that the first recording of a pedicure? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I don't. I, that, that might be. Um, not, uh, I think it's a stretch. But uh, a it might bit. be a uh, Ruth and Boaz. It's like where. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And yes. cover his feet. Maybe she did a pedicure. <laughs> she was, she was like, there. "Ooh, pumice stone." No, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Sorry, um, rabbit trail. Anywho. <laughs> Anyways, I could see myself being Judah. Or not Judah. <laughs> Judah. Don't bring me this. <laughs> He's like, don't oh. bring me into this. <laughs> I could see myself being Judas in that moment and coming in and saying, what are you doing? We could sell that and give it to the poor. Right. Now, of course, that that's not what Judas <laughs> Judas is. <laughs> That's not what his um, intention was, right? Because we know Judas was, you know, right. skimming a little bit off the top uh, and did not have pure intentions. But Jesus says, don't bother her. She's done a beautiful thing. Um, the poor you will always have with you, which is a really interesting statement that we could could get into. And and some might ask, like, like what is Jesus not for helping the poor? And a lot of times what you see uh, when Jesus is in disagreements and like conflict um he he won't take the obvious argument approach so like the obvious argument approach here would be um the poor doesn't have anything to do with this Mm -hmm. this has to do with her anointing me before my death and burial um which we'll talk about in a second that would have been the obvious argument it's like you have the whole entirely wrong thinking here um but what Jesus does in a lot of his arguments, he doesn't take the obvious argument route. He grants the premise that they give him and then shows them how they're wrong even under that premise, right? And so, so Judas's um, uh, argument was we could give this to the poor. And instead of um, completely saying you're wrong, he says, yeah, you could, but the poor will always be with us. I won't always be with, with you. And there's a very um, meaningful uh, point to what's going on here, which isn't just dumping out perfume. Mm-hmm. Jesus' feet didn't just smell bad, right? And it's like, let's just, <laughs> maybe his feet were sweaty and, you know, like stinking up the room. I don't think that's what was going on. Actually, I know that's not what was going on. Jesus was obviously about to um, go to the cross and uh, die and then be put in a tomb. And normally they would have a time to anoint the body and prepare the body. Jesus isn't going to get that. And so what she's doing is she's preparing him for his death before the death even happens. And so this isn't just a, oh, we're wasting perfume as it looks like. It's a, no, this has a very significant point to it in Jesus' uh, reason for even being here in that. Um, but the whole point, all, all that being aside, is Jesus says, she has done a beautiful thing to me, right? Um, 
which G- Jesus is getting at and uh, what Pastor Lee is getting at here is that um, we have a choice to do beautiful things for God, right? And uh, the, the question that I guess I would ask is how do we apply that? So, so we can do beautiful things for God. For, for Mary, it was uh, you know, pouring out the perfume that she had on his feet and anointing him. What are things that we can do today that would be beautiful to God? Well, obviously, sacrificial things, you know, giving of yourself or something that's um, important to you, whether that's your time, you know, uh, pouring out love on other people, um, something that costs you something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's a sacrifice yeah. to it in serving. Mm-hmm. If you're saying I'm serving, but there's no sacrifice to it, yeah. I mean, you're just kind of doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're not actually, it's like the heart behind it. Yeah, it, there's got to be some kind of a sacrifice there, mm-hmm. and not looking for anything in return too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Any a big kind of one. Accolades or praises and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's shift over a little bit into the worship because you lead the worship. You also lead the worship most weeks. Um, when it comes to our worship with God, um, how can we make sure that our worship to God is Beautiful and not ugly. Aside from pitch, <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> we you got practice, another hour. <laughs> we can. You got to make sure warm ups. We can. You got to make sure your heart's right. Oh, and, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, and you got to you got to lay it all out there. You can't. I don't feel like you can expect other people to follow you in worship if you're not worshiping yourself, or if they don't don't see the authenticity um and i not i'm i don't say that about you know spiritually mature christians because i, th- I think if you, you can worship god anywhere anyway regardless of who's singing what um but you know like the baby christians people that are in church that come to church and um and they we're a representation of Christ, and so whenever we're up there and, and we're worshiping, if the, all they see is um, a show, I mean, okay, let me put it this way: I can, whenever I'm worshiping, and I look out there into the congregation, you have people that different worship different ways. There are people that raise their hands, or people that bounce around. There are people, <laughs> you know, that have their eyes closed. There's all different kinds of ways. And you you didn't describe the way that I worship. <laughs> describe the way that I worship. Do it. I don't know. It's yeah. like that. The arms crossed. Arms crossed. <laughs> I'm not sure that he's anyway. Arms crossed, can... ready to receive. Mm. Mm. Hey, hey. <laughs> I believe we read a passage earlier where Jesus said, "You're whitewashed tombs on the outside, but you are ugly on okay. the inside." Now I will say, God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the inward beauty. Okay, sometimes, he does look at your sometimes that, I am that beautiful. sometimes that I, outward I am beautiful is reflecting. Just as I am. Oh my <laughs> sometimes that's reflecting what's going on on the inside. No, I. So when we first, whenever you first talked to me into, no, whenever you first talked to me, and I was very adamant that no, that's not what God wants for me <laughs> to to lead worship. Yeah, yeah, to help. I was like, mm, no. And there was definitely a process. Like, if you go back and look at the original, it was not beautiful. <laughs> it was it, a, are you talking it, about beautiful on external appearances well, or But here's internal? the thing. Externally, but also internally, right. what uh-huh. I was feeling. Because yeah. I was letting my anxiety take over me. Mm-hmm. And was just in the moment of, okay, God, I'm trusting you, but I'm still letting all the anxiety take over me. <laughs> Do I sound good? Could, Do I sound good? Do I sound you could good? see it on the outside, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, okay, I'm going to worship you. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, I'm going to do all the things to prepare beforehand that are I need to do on my part, right, mm-hmm. to be able to help and lead worship with the team. But when it comes to the worship in the service – I'm giving it to him, and I'm just worshiping him. And I may look crazy sometimes. I don't know, but I mean most days. <laughs> most days, right? That, that's, that's not. Just, that's not just on stage. That's just yeah. Just, but I'm just well. worshiping him now. I will say this last Sunday, <laughs> whenever y'all were having to decide on whether to cut 
a song. Uh-huh. Like I'm totally like I'm just worshiping God, but then y'all are talking and I can hear you in my ear. And for whatever reason, Wendy, not Jesus, Wendy <laughs> was like started to get anxious and my watch, my <laughs> blood pressure started going up to where it was like I was afraid it was going to make the alarm part go off, so I had to take my watch off. Like, for real. And I'm like, and I told her afterward, and I know that's ridiculous, but that's the ugly part, the anxious weirdness that's in me that I'm like, no, God, I want you yeah. to take that away. I want you. I want to reflect you. Yeah. Well, here's the the thing that I love uh, about the 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 Bible when it does talk about you know screaming, uh, sc- screaming, singing. Um, I that was a Freudian slip. Freudian slip. He's totally like Wendy screaming. screaming. Yeah. <laughs> when it talks about singing uh, and worshiping God, uh, there's a that, that psalm. It's like make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, now, if that joyful noise could be on pitch, man, that'd be great. That'd be great. It's it's kind of like. It's like God can can view our singing through the lens of love, but my ears have a hard time like hearing right. it through the lens of love. And so if if things can be on pitch, that's great. But even if they're not, as long as it's with a joyful heart, like like that's the important part, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. like singing on pitches is important. It's great. Um uh but what's even more important than that is the joyfulness of our heart, the reverence in our heart, uh, all those things. And that's what actually gives what we do on Sunday morning beauty. Right, like compared to, like we can get up there and sing, um, you know, give me that old time rock and roll, or we could get up there and sing, um, oh, what's the song that we sang on Sunday, Rock of Ages, uh, and if if there's not a heart of worship behind it, those effectively are the same thing. Right, like there's no mm-hmm. difference between that. It's like it's just words and it's just music, or it's just words put to music and melody. Uh, what makes it different, what what makes it worship is the heart behind it. Um, yeah, and so just very much making sure that's right. And uh, that's just one easy way to like choose to be beautiful to God is whenever we do sing, whenever we do come together and worship Him, is like make sure the heart's right. And you know what? That means if I'm sitting there <laughs> oh like this, word. I could have... <laughs> Such a heart of worship in that. Oh, I, Man, I, I remember um, I was a... So I, I'm a terrible concert goer. Um, do, do y'all like concerts? I, You know what? I used to go to concerts. I enjoy concerts, yeah. I, 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 it's like I'm critiquing my, in my brain and working yeah. the whole time. That's a music thing, but I mean... I'm kind of... Part of it is like the introvertedness doesn't want to go to a group of people, and the other part is the cheapskate that doesn't want to spend the money <laughs> oh, on the, yeah, the ticket. Yeah. Because uh, I can just watch it on YouTube. What about free uh, concerts? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's still yeah. a lot of people. I think there, it yeah, is very peopley. Um, so I'll, I'll be that. I remember I went to a concert with my brother and a friend, and it was this uh, like rock band. And so it was uh, not not like heavy metal where like there's like a mosh pit going on, but like edging edging on it where like you know the, the crowd is a little bit more rambunctious uh, uh-huh. than a normal crowd. And so I'm like in the center of this crowd, and everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. And like crying, and I'm just standing there, like this, and like I imagine if someone was like looking at me, they would be like, "Why is that guy even here? Like, <laughs> he's having the worst night of his life." But inwardly, so outwardly, it looks like it. inwardly, I was having a great time. I was listening to music. I was really enjoying it. It didn't look like that. But uh, why didn't you let your face show that? Because I like God. View beauty on the inside. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think even Judah had a hard time with that. <laughs> Judah, are you with me? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh me god. and Judah are going to go to a concert oh, on oh YouTube my. later, like and just sit there. That's Okay. All right. We need to wrap this up. Um, any other thoughts on that? <laughs> no. Here, here's why I, I will agree with you. Um, Typically speaking, not not a, uh, an absolute rule, but typically speaking, what's going on in the heart will overflow into what we do. Mm-hmm. And so while you can't look at someone's external appearance and say they're beautiful on the inside, um, what beauty on the inside should do is produce fruit. 
right. and things mm-hmm. coming out. And so if someone has zero fruit on the outside, z- zero representation on the outside of a beauty that's inside, you might question, you can't say definitively, but you might question, is there beauty on the inside? Because uh, if, if the Holy Spirit is working in our life, and if we're trusting God, there should be fruit budding out of our life mm-hmm. into that. Um, so, so that's the one one caveat, is that you can't judge a person's heart based on their actions, but Jesus did tell us, like, here's some indicators just to kind of get us in the ballpark of it. If, if they have fruit coming out of their life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all that different stuff, um, that's, a, that's a good indication that that might be outflowing out of a heart for God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so in there, um, he said, or the, one of the scriptures they read, that one of the things that God finds beautiful is a gentle spirit, mm-hmm. you know, gentle and quiet spirit kind of thing. So my Thank question you. is... I know, gentle and quiet. Oh. So my question is... So, what's the difference between a gentle and a quiet spirit and a gentle and quiet personality? So, so if can you have a gentle and quiet spirit if you have a, a loud personality? Is is there is there how does that work? I mean, does that mean Are you loud for Jesus or are you loud for yourself? I mean, can you be a gentle quiet spirit and be also loud and ridiculous? You're asking the introvert. (laughs) No. (laughs) So gentle, okay. Gentle sometimes is uh, intermixed with like meekness. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. um, so so where sometimes that word gets a little bit misconstrued is like gentle means like, okay, like you you don't ever disrupt the flow, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Gentle is more of like all of your... All of your fire and strength is brought under control, right? And so, so let's say if we were to attach that to a personality, let's say you have a very like extroverted out there personality. I don't think gentleness means you can't be extroverted and and going out of and, and being extra and being a bit much at times. Um, <laughs> I don't think it means that. I think it means that that all that everything under control, right? Mm-hmm. So in the same way, if I was to, to tell an introvert. An introvert, your your tendency is going to be to huddle up into a ball in the corner. You need to get that under control because there's times that you're going to need to go out there and be engaged with people. And so, so uh, where an introvert can struggle with, quote-unquote, too much gentleness, and they need to be able to get out there, an extrovert can struggle with not being able to control their muchness <laughs> and, uh, muchness. and get under control right and be... Hand. And be a, a gentle and quiet spirit. Um, yeah. Anyways, that'd be my my uh, knee well, jerk reaction. It's interesting wow. that you brought up meekness because mm-hmm. I used to. I had the wrong definition. Mm-hmm. Like forever, I always took meek to mean weak mm-hmm. and shy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I used to be because I was very. I let anxiety rule me. I was. Oh, I'm just extremely, I'm painfully shy, Mm. is what I used to say. And that was my excuse to be quiet and to just not have to. Because I I used to say, I'm I'm allergic to public speaking, is what I used to say, because I'd break out in hives. Like, I'd Mm -hmm. totally get freaked out. And um, it was actually me allowing fear and anxiety to rule me instead of trusting God. Um, Not saying that... The only way you're trusting God is if you're being loud. That's not what I'm saying. But (laughs) I I had, I did have a misunderstanding of what meekness was Mm -hmm. and that it's actually, it's, it's like a gentle strength, like what you're talking about. You're, you're able to keep it. You're, it's under control. It's under control. You're not losing it. Um, Mm. You're you're Uh, in control of yourself. Right. uh, To be able to do what you need to do. Because uh, there's times, you know, if you're going to take the, the weak approach, like mm-hmm. gentleness and meekness is weakness, well, that doesn't make sense with Jesus. Right. Because there's plenty of times that, I mean, passage we read today, he was very, pretty harsh with mm-hmm. the Pharisees. Um, and, like, that's, one, that's not weakness because he's he's being confrontational in that moment. But it's also not uh, not gentleness, right? Like Like, he's being gentle and meek in that moment. 
not because he's not being harsh, but because he has it under control. Right. Um, I can imagine he got very frustrated at times. And even in the times that he's being uh, a little bit more harsh and a little bit more direct, all that's still under control and, and he's not losing it. Um, so, yeah. So don't lose it is what you're saying. Yeah, just don't lose it. Don't lose it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. But for you, I think a good a good interpretation <laughs> is to be gentle and quiet. Um, just be quiet. You're like, Shh. yeah, it might be a good thing. Just just be quiet. Let's start there. Let's start with quiet. I, so I will say I can I can be honest and say, um, okay, so maybe now I'm okay with using my voice, right? Mm-hmm. But I, now I need to work on the keeping it under control. <laughs> Kind of a thing, because it's not fun yeah. to have to go back after the fact and be like, "Wow, oh, wow, ew, that was, that was gross." That was Sorry. So we all think every night when you go to bed, right? Like that was a lot. That was You're a like, lot. Hey, the list of I who I need to too. apologize to today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was not gentle and quiet. Oh goodness. Okay. All right. We're getting off track. All right. Okay. All right. So let's recap the sermon uh, one last time. Then we'll get into our very uh, special. Bad Doctor of the Week. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, before you do that, yeah. Uh-huh. I just want to say the computer's at 10%. Oh, no. All right, we got to hurry. Oh, okay. okay. Go fast. All right. Okay. Okay, so let's recap real quick. Okay. Um, Lee's sermon was all about uh, being beautiful. What does God define as beauty? Uh, and his points where God is beautiful, even though he's formless and invisible, he is the definition of beauty, and everything outflows out of that. Two, God sees beauty on another scale. He doesn't look uh, at beauty on the outside uh, like the world does. He looks at beauty on the inside uh, and what's in the heart. Uh, and then three, uh, beauty. We can choose to be beautiful in the same way that Mary um, chose to pour out what she had on Jesus, anoint him, and that was a beautiful thing to Jesus. We can also be beautiful, whether it's in our worship, uh, through heart of worship, or through evangelism, how beautiful are their feet of uh, those who share the good news, um, loving others well, all those different things, being a, a force for good for Jesus with the right heart, all those things are ways that you can be beautiful today. Right? Yes. Sound pretty good? Good. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's move into the Bad Doctrine of the Week. And I've got a special cooking edition. Um, cooking edition. One. Okay. So, do y'all cook? Yes. Yes. All okay. the time. I actually kind of like to cook. Huh? I love to cook. Um, I've, I started out, my signature recipe is mac and cheese and barbecue hot dogs. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, that is your staple. But <laughs> I've actually, I've, I've gotten a little bit better. Last night, I made uh, teriyaki chicken. Oh, what? And Randy said it was really good. Um, That's like an actual <laughs> with Chris Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. I had the yeah. measuring cups out and everything. Uh, it wasn't even like one of those like frozen things that you just throw in the microwave. Yeah, I'm impressed. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So in this week's bad doctor of the week, um, I want to share with y'all a cooking recipe um, that I found online. So this is from a YouTuber named King Cobra. And he makes recipes and shares them with the world on YouTube. And I'm just going to... Uh, oh. So it's a pasta. Okay. Y'all, do y'all like pasta? Are y'all very yeah. familiar oh, yeah. with pasta? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite dishes. Um, so so here's some of the ingredients of this pasta. Um, so he takes two different, like, uh, like hamburger helper type mm-hmm. pasta things, um, mixes it together, starts... Doesn't even... When you, when you make noodles or, or when you cook noodles, what do you do? Put them in water. Yeah, you got What do you do with the water? You boil it. Boil the water, then throw them in. Then put them in. Cold water, noodles, then turned on the thing. Weird, right? Okay, so that's that's the first red flag. Uh So you got that. Here's some of the other ingredients. So you got cheeseburger seasoning packet from Mm -hmm. one of them. Stroganoff seasoning packet from the other one. What? (laughs) All right. Salt. Salt's more pretty, okay, yeah. pretty, okay, but uh, there's right, a lot of sodium in those. So a little bit more salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar? Stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, no. You put sugar in the no. No, no, no. In pasta? Okay. Pickles? No, no, no. Uh, you're going to tell me pickles next? No, 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 okay. no pickles. Okay. <laughs> Mustard? Oh, What? Ranch? Stop. Mayonnaise? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> All mixed together. Is he a bachelor? No. Is this like a bachelor no. dude? Or um, I don't know, but just looking at it, I'm going to guess. I feel like it's a dare. No. Dude, was he dared? No, no. He's dead serious. He's dead serious. And he didn't even drain the water. It was like oh, all no. <laughs> And to make it even better, what? I'll have to send you all the video later. Um, 
to make it even better, he used a uh, the day before he he used the pot to boil um, uh, eggs. Uh-huh. Like uh, he he didn't <gasps> clean the pot. <laughs> he just that's a windy thing. Stop. She's like, <gasps> <laughs> so at the beginning, I have to show you at the no. beginning of this thing. At the beginning of uh, him uh, starting to boil the noodles, you can see all this like residue. Oh no! no, no, no all no. over the pot. Nobody, no, no, <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. try this recipe at home. Judah, this, do you cook? This sounds awful. I don't. You know, okay. <laughs> all right, I'll send you this video, like and you Chick-fil-A. can try it out. No, okay. don't do it. No, but it's, it's okay. So you have the water in there, have the noodles, and then like as the noodles started to boil, added in the mustard. I'm like, that's weird. Added in the ranch and put like seven scoops of mayonnaise in there oh my gosh, and just started cool. stirring it. <laughs> no. And um, was it just like a big glob when he was done? It was. It was pretty globby. Um, like it. It was because oh. pasta. So the whole thing Mushy. about boiling water. Slimy. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. And you do it, and you want it al dente, and you take it out, and you yeah. You yeah, don't it leave it be- in the water like that because yeah. they'll start it. The starches break down, yes. and then it's just slimy grossness. Yeah, it's just mushy yeah. uh, noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would I would venture to say that it was probably pretty mushy. Did he eat it? Oh yeah, he ate it. Oh, yeah. No, no. Um, now, to be fair to him, if I didn't see what he did beforehand, and I just saw that the the cup or the the bowl of noodles that he was eating you're like Ooh. i would have probably thought that looks like something i've made before um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but seeing what went into it i don't know if i'd eat it here's where the bad doctrine of the week comes in right isaiah 1 19 <laughs> what's going on isaiah 1 19 says this, like this if you are willing and obedient you will eat the good things of the land that's not the good things. <laughs> no, that is not. I was about to say, please don't say Jesus redeemed that dish because, uh-uh, no. <laughs> There's no redemption. <laughs> so if I was to imply the negative inference, so the positive inference is if you're willing and obedient to the Lord, you will uh-huh. eat the good things of the land. If I was to imply the negative, if you're unwilling and disobedient, you'll eat the bad things of the land. Oh. Yes. So I don't want to. You're like mm, imply motive here, but but I think that guy's not following God. <laughs> I yeah. think you think. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that because he clearly doesn't have any wisdom from God. Yeah. with doing the things he did for that yeah. dish. And I know what you might say at this point. You might say, "Chris, didn't y'all just talk about for 45 minutes how God judges the heart?" <laughs> And not what we do. I don't feel like God said that dish is beautiful. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I'm just reading scripture. <laughs> I'm only reading scripture. And the scripture says if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. That's a little extra, don't you yeah. think? It is extra. Eggs. The Lord wants us to go there. to Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> yes. The Lord wants us to go to yeah. Frisco's. Oh, yes. Glory The Lord wants us mm-hmm. in a pinch to go to Olive Garden that's to get our what, pasta. That's what I feel it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's true. You're speaking truth. What the Lord does not want <laughs> is for us to use dirty boiled water, uh, egg uh, water, no. egg water, <laughs> and put mustard, ranch, and mayo in so it. So what could that have smelled like when he was finished? There's with no it? telling, man. I don't know. I will. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so What's sad is someone out there in the world. <laughs> Because that's online. Is making it right now. Is trying that. They're yes. doing it. Yeah. So, bad doctrine mm. of the week. Did y'all agree with that? That's, I agree. That's, that's bad that doctrine. Was not, I agree. That was not beautiful. That no. was not beautiful. Now, y'all are, okay, uh, shameless plug here. Uh, ladies, y- y'all, the ladies' ministry is putting together a cookbook. Yes. Right? Yes, uh, we're putting together a cookbook. Uh, that y'all are going to sell as a fundraiser? That's not yes. going to be one of the- Can yes. that be nope. one of the recipes? Nobody, nope. Mm-mm. I'll write it out. No. Wait, I get to submit a recipe. Oh, but you're my not a lady. But isn't there a staff one? Cammy said there's a staff page. Oh, that's right. We were talking. I mean, if that's what you want in, I, I might submit this recipe oh so that no, way it makes it I into. Like you need Judah, do you think I should? Disclaimer. I feel like you need Absolutely. to do your original. Yeah. Judah said that I could. Judah. So. And he's Judah, being all be all. Judah, you're on our team. Oh, Anyways, you'll have to you'll have to buy the uh, ladies' cookbook yes. recipe yes, book yes, yes. to see what recipe I submit, and it might be this one. Oh, it may not. I don't know. We'll see. King Cobra, <laughs> he, he knows where it's at. 
<laughs> you whitewashed him. It, you. it reminds me of something that I would have seen. So there's a lady that I follow on TikTok, and she's like, she pulls up these kind of ridiculous recipe things mm-hmm. and it's like everybody's so creative and then she gives commentary the whole time as they're doing the ridiculous mm-hmm. things and saying why all of it's wrong and that's what when you were describing it that's all I could picture yeah so you're gonna go make a TikTok video after yes. this no no cause yeah. that one uh, as soon as you said the pot that wasn't cleaned with <laughs> the egg. I'm like, That's stop. very important to the recipe. I'm like, that stop. You have to use the dirty well, pot. It's dirty and it's going to smell. Yeah. Like oh, oh I bet. I bet. Yeah. Like, stop it. Yes. All right. We got to get to a staff <laughs> meeting. So let's wrap this up. We are glad that y'all joined us here today. If you yes. have made it this far, then you probably... <laughs> Then bless your heart. Then bless your heart. You probably... <laughs> going to ask us back. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you probably enjoyed this, which means <laughs> you should probably... There's something wrong with you. <laughs> which means oh you should God. probably subscribe and like and oh, okay, comment. Yes, yes. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Yes. I thought you were like, you may need some help. Let us know <laughs> if you enjoyed Roxanne <laughs> and Wendy being on here. And if there's no comments... That will make me think y'all didn't enjoy them. Oh, what? So, I see what he's doing there. If so, you comment, maybe yeah, we'll come back. Yeah. I don't know. If, but I don't know if that's really an encouragement because you're like, yeah, no, we don't. Sparkle want you emoji. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Would you make this recipe? Do you agree that they are being unwilling and disobedient to God by oh, eating that? Absolutely. Yes. Um, do you have your own bad doctrine of the week that you want to talk about? Let us know all these things. Do you have the face <laughs> that only a mother can love? <laughs> All these things are great questions that you can let us know in the comments. I think that's all we got. Y- y'all got anything else I'm you so want to say? Right now. You're done? I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> We're good. All right. Thank y'all for joining us this week on Digging Deep Podcast. See you next week. <laughs>